grand rising and priming powerful beings shout out to you today i'm going to be talking about seeing opportunities in the midst of sacrifices a lot of times we think we're sacrificing some things by giving up to go up but we're actually gaining the opportunity what you may be looking like as deep deprivation you're like yo i don't have this it's actually you're getting something so there's opportunity in a sacrifice. In fact, the ultimate sacrifice taught us that there's opportunity for you to be saved in a sacrifice. So keep tapping into this episode of Ed Talks Daily. If there are some things in your life you feel like you can't let go, if there are some things in your life that's been holding you in bondage and you feel like you need to sacrifice them, but you're still kind of grieving the sacrifice, I'm gonna allow you to see the opportunity in the midst of your sacrifice. Keep tapping into this episode of Ed Talks Daily. Let's get it. Ed Talks Daily is all about growth in all aspects of your life. How do you solidify a holistic mindset that will lead to a healthy body, healthy relationships, in tune spirit? If you want to join me and the tribe on this journey to becoming the best version of yourselves, of ourselves, Ed Talks Daily is for you. Now, let's get into the subject of the day. Seeing opportunity in the midst of a sacrifice. This rising during rising prime we are starting day one of the internal spring cleaning detox which a lot of people are missing out because you ain't signing up you ain't investing in yourself and i want to let you know some people want to detox they want to fast but they don't want to invest and i feel kind of bad for those people because just a couple of dollars will allow me to coach you along the process and the reason why i charge people is because it costs me to do what i'm doing like literally costs me to do it so i have to charge you to help you do it right but we was talking about why it, when we're detoxing, we're not actually sacrificing as much as we're grabbing onto the opportunity of what we're doing. Sometimes when we let go of a food that's not healthy, we actually think we're, we're losing the food that we love. But in reality, we can actually get better quality food that tastes better, that's actually healthier. Sometimes we think letting go is a sacrifice, but letting go is an opportunity. And if we looked at the Bible, a lot of people who sacrificed an animal or sacrificed something that they love, in return, what they got was nothing compared to what they sacrificed. So usually on the other side of a sacrifice is something better than what you sacrificed. On the other side of you sacrificing certain habits is actually better habits. On the other side of you sacrificing certain vices is actually you feeling much better. On the other side of you sacrificing some relationships is actually an opportunity to get the right relationship. So when we give up stuff, we don't actually go down by giving it up. We go up by giving it up. So you got to give some stuff up to grow up. Right? To get better, we got to let go of the stuff that gets you uh, less of, of the better. Right? So a lot of times, even the things that we call sin that we may sacrifice, it's actually an opportunity for us to live in, in a healthier fashion. So we think that God is trying to restrain us. So we think sacrifice is restriction on the things you can't do. But it's actually an opportunity of the things that's in store for you. Let me say that again. A lot of times we think sacrifice is a restraint, but sacrifice is an opportunity. And what I mean by that is there are some laws, spiritual laws, 
that if you follow, your life is going to be saved. Now, let me give you an example of a law that this government, not God's government, has in place. It's called a red light. If you try to go through a red light, yes, you may go where you're going just a little bit faster, but you risk getting hit by a car and you just might die. So on the other side of not following some other laws is death. That's why the word says, if you keep sinning, you will surely die. So sins are actually a pathway to death because death in itself is a law. If you don't follow the laws of life, then you're going to go towards the mouth of death. Now, does this, should you feel scared? A lot of people be like, man, that's so judgment. And they get so much in their feelings about something they should be excited about. When we walk into the door of life and we sacrifice our ego or a desire to break the law, we actually get into the heaven. We actually get into life. What I mean by that is you being obedient to that red light is going to stop you from possibly killing yourself. Likewise, sometimes we got to sacrifice things not because we're restricted. We got to sacrifice things because it's an opportunity for us to live better. And what I mean by that is we have to sacrifice stuff not because of a judgment tip, because of a life tip. Now, let me give you an example. Some stuff that I'm sacrificing in my life is actually I have to sacrifice sexual immorality in the format of pornography. Now, it's been a very struggle for me. I thought it was going to be really easy. Right? I thought the spirit was just going to do his work and I'm going to be done. But I didn't realize it's a stronghold. Right now, will somebody say that this is a bad thing? Well, it, based on your own experience, you can say it has a yoke on you. You can say it affects you in many different ways. Right. And in my mind, I'm like, bro, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. So sacrifices doesn't necessarily mean that automatically you're going to um, break the yoke as if you're never going to do it again or boom, boom, boom. But it's going to be a challenge. Right. So now the reason why I talk about it is because not because I want to talk about it. In fact, I'd rather not ever talk about it. You feel what I'm saying? But it's not about me. When you sacrifice, you say it's not really about me. It's about what God can do through me. So the ultimate sacrifice was what's called the blood of the lamb. Right? That was the ultimate sacrifice. It was the only blood that can redeem us of our sins. And what that allows us to do is it says, even though your flesh is weak, but your spirit is willing. So I'm going to give you enough grace in order to be able to, so that the spirit willing can actually dwell towards the right decision. However, your, your, your sin is also the pathway to death, right? So the death of the Holy Spirit thriving inside of you. So you literally, you lose power when, when you lose power. Let me say that again. You're going to lose the power when you lose power. So when you lose control over your life and your decisions, when you lose control over your flesh, you're actually going to lose power. And what I mean by that is how God can work in your life, the way things can work for you is not going to be as effective. That's why when we sacrifice stuff, it's an opportunity to become much stronger in the kingdom of God, right? Because we, we have grace, we have forgiveness, but, but power is not determined by whether you just believe in the name of Jesus. Power is determined by whether your belief is mixed by your action, right? It's called faith and works. Faith plus works equals power. Let's write that formula down, right? Faith plus works equals power. What I mean by that is you can have the faith, but if you don't have the works with the faith, you're going to be weak. What I mean by that again is we must have to learn to align that, yo, not only do I believe, but I need to align my life with my belief. 
I need to follow the word as it is, not as a constraint, but as an opportunity to be more powerful. Now, here's what I'm saying here, y'all. When we were brought up in the church, we really, really thought of literally being shameful as if, look, yo, somebody's judging you. When in reality, God is trying to get you everything in his kingdom. Right? In Jer Jeremiah, he says, I have plans to prosper you. But it's hard for God to prosper you if you're slowly killing you. And you may not realize it because what we do in our sins is we, we justify or run away from it. But reality, we're running away from life for my sins. I know this personally. I've known that there are things that I did, not that I wanted to do them, but because I was running away from something so that I did it. Right. There are stuff that we're doing. We're keeping up maybe a lot. Right. And it's because we don't want the, to bear the burden of getting the response when we tell the truth. So when we change our ways, it's actually so that we can wake up every day and be free from the lie. It's not so that God can judge you and say, oh, man, you are not a liar. It's a basis of do you want to be free from every single day you're trying to cover up the lie? You try you feel shameful about it. Do you want to be free from that? Some people have done something and they need to confess, right? Not for the sake of not being judged, but for the sake of you not judging yourself any longer because it's hurting you. It's usually what we don't realize is that our sins hurt us, not God. God doesn't get hurt by your sin. Literally, he's hurt because of all the things he want to give to you, but it's hard for him to give it or for you to hold on to it because you're constantly doing that thing. So I wish I can be the one to say, that I'm free from sin, that I've been delivered. Amen. I've been delivered. Right? Absolutely. I've been delivered because the Lord says, who the Son has set free is free indeed. But every single day I need some deliverance. Every single day I need some fornication from the fornication. Every single day I need some strength and I need to, my temple needs to be fortified. Every single day I need the Spirit of the Lord to do something inside of me. Every single day I need to grab onto the opportunity of sacrifice. Which means my spirit is willing and I got to speak life into myself and my podcast is a way to speak life to me. I speak life to you, but I'm speaking life to me. I'm speaking to myself. In fact, I'm helping me with my own words. Can I get an amen in the chat for that one? Right. So every single day, I am not necessarily the righteous man, but I'm asking God to be as righteous as I can. I'm literally seeking it. Right. And the Lord says those who seek will find those who knock the door will be open. If you ask for understanding, you will get it. If you ask for wisdom, that is what you get. That's my prayer. Right. So I wish I can tell you I was blameless and perfect and righteous. I, I, I hope to be. I wish to be. And, and I'm praying to be, but oh Lord, my flesh is weak, right? So every single day I am working to be better. So my sacrifices is actually not a sacrifice, but an opportunity, right? So right now, when I want to sacrifice staying away from weed, it's not because weed is a bad thing, but it's just I don't want to plant to run my life, right? I want to plant the seeds in my mind that will cultivate the plants that's going to actually literally create the life that I want. I want to bear good fruit. And good soil. What's good soil? I'm giving y'all the word. Those who have ears, let them hear. What is the good soil? Good soil is one who's obedient to the word that you hear, right? And then some people are on, on sand, right? And, and, and sand is wishy-washy. Anything can, can come and take it away, right? So when the circumstances shift, they shift out of the kingdom. But good soil says, I actually listen and I take action based on what I've heard because my understanding has increased. 
when we're sandy, when we're wishy-washy, it's because our understanding have not increased. So anybody can actually steer us off track, which means some of us, we're so sandy that somebody can come with a mentality and throw us off our faith, which means you can watch a video and the video change your mind about the kingdom. Why? Because you were not brought in good soil, good understanding where you're actually, when, when your roots are deep, so your roots are too shallow, so anybody can uproot you, right? Those who claim that they have truth and they're not, uh, those who actually in the kingdom of the darkness, masquerading as the kingdom of light, literally coming and taking away you from it, right? So what I want you to do is increase your understanding. Um, if you don't increase your understanding, you're going to be wishy-washy. Right? You're, you're going to be on that soil. You're going to be uprooted easily. So here's what I want you to understand. We are not here speaking about religion. Right? I'm not here talking about being a religion. I'm here talking about getting back to your rightful heir as a king. And because we live in a um, male and female understanding, we're going to say queen. Right? But all of us being a king, being that we're in dominion of our lives of this earth. Right? Kingship in God's, in God's eye is not about gender, but it's about position. So literally, God has actually positioned you to be a king, but we're going to say, or a queen, because rightfully, you are part of God's kingdom. Now, so that means you need to look at yourself differently than just being a, 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 just being a servant, right? Because guess what? When the prodigal son was accepted back into his household, the, the story says that he was seeking just to be a servant. But the father couldn't accept that. He's like, you my son. So he put a coat on him and a ring on his finger. Why? Because that's, a, that's going, yeah, you're going to have your rightful, you're going to have your right, this is your right as my son to be a king. This is your right as my son, not to just be a servant, but a king. So now when we're in the kingdom of God, we can't just walk around thinking we're weak. We have to find our strength in the obedience of what the sovereign king, God, has says. So we have to understand that our rightful place is to dominate and, and, and rule and manage what God has given us. Right? The kingdom of God is unseen. You cannot see it by your eyes, but you can see it by the fruits of the kingdom citizens. And us as kingdom citizens, we say we are kings not because it's cliche we say we are king because we're in the kingdom of god now we want to have that sort of royalty mentality when we were in royalty mentality we don't do peasant activities not because we are better than others but we recognize the better in all of us guess what we are all necessarily kingdom citizens some of us has not taken our citizenship back what we literally have done is we have conformed to the ways of this world, this kingdom, and we have forsaked the ways of God's kingdom. And what God and every kingdom citizen and ambassador must tell us is that you are a king. And if we're going to justify it for our understanding here on earth, you are a queen. And go ahead and take your rightful place in the kingdom. So now we have to follow exactly the rules and the laws because why? A lot of people, they want to grow, but they don't want to follow the spiritual principles to grow. Life is a series of principles. Now, even success as you study it, wanting to be rich, is actually seeking the kingdom. Now, here's what I mean. Once you learn principles, 
you can manifest wealth in this realm. Once you learn God principles, you will not just manifest wealth in the kingdom of heaven, but you're going to automatically be given wealth in this kingdom too. What I mean by that is seek first the kingdom of God and all of these things shall be added unto you. And when you seek the kingdom, you learn the kingdom laws. Literally, when you seek the kingdom, you literally learn the, what it would be called, um, what's called, the government has, uh, what is it called again? The government has a set of laws and it's called the, okay, when it comes back, I'll tell you. So you have to follow what is called uh, the, the, the forefathers created the, the forefathers, go ahead, y'all comment that. What did the forefathers of the United States create? The Constitution. The, the king, the Constitution is the Bible. So you have to actually study the word so that way you could be on good soil. That's how you increase your citizenship and know what's available for you. It's hard for you to know what's available for you if you don't study the Constitution. You don't know your laws and rights. So you think you just have to you just have to settle with certain things. Well, guess what? Some of us are settling with what the worst of life have to offer. And we're sitting underneath the umbrella of religion, feeling bad about settling and not grabbing onto our rightful ownership. So we think we have to die to go to heaven when we have to die to our ways here on earth so we can create, bring the kingdom of heaven here on earth and go to heaven. So a lot of people... What they do when they learn about Jesus is that they grow their faith, but they lose the works and they don't follow all the laws. So though they are saved, they have not been yet redeemed. Why? Because they are saved by grace, but their sins stay in their face, which means they believe, but they don't act like a believer. They believe, but they do the very same things before they believe. So it is one thing to believe is another thing to act like a believer. Now, I wish I could omit myself and say that I believe and I've acted and always acted like a believer. Well, absolutely. Now that I'm studying the word of God more, I am pulled by the spirit, less by the body. I am in the process of matching my acts with my belief and, and fortifying my faith yet my knowledge of the kingdom laws and the constitution by staying in the word. Literally, I've changed the media that I learned. I changed the media that I'm watching. Instead of watching, honestly, I'm going to tell you all the truth. Instead of watching Netflix, I just watch PureFlix. Literally, that's actually one of those um, new media companies. I'm literally watching Bible stories now instead of watching all those other s stories. Okay. So somebody says, you lost me with Christianity. I have not even said anything about Christianity. I'm talking about the kingdom of God. I'm talking about the word. I'm talking about the Bible. I'm talking about what Jesus came from, right? So when we stare in our head to defend our beliefs, it's hard for us to recognize truth. But when we get into our hearts and just listen, then we can actually hear the truth. And the word says, when you hear the truth, the truth will set you free, right? So a lot of us, what we do is we do rituals and practices in order to kind of like literally um, pacify the fact that we're not grabbing onto everything that God has in store for us. So we go to church, but we forsake our own temple. 
what I'm telling you is go to church. That's fine. But ensure you fortify your temple too. Right. What I'm saying is praise the Lord with your songs, but also praise the Lord with your very essence. Right. Don't be the lamp that's underneath the table. Be the lamp that brings light into every room you walk into. So I'm not here defending a religion. I'm literally telling you to build a stronger relationship and bond with the creator and that your sin is getting in the way. And that when you sacrifice your sin, it's naturally not a sacrifice as in you're losing, but an opportunity to gain every single thing that God has in store for you. And I'm telling you that my I am not just talking to you, but I'm talking to myself because this is a message that I need. Why? Because my desire is to do God's will, is to match my will with God's will, is to watch match my plan with God's plan. But my spirit is willing and my flesh is weak. And I want to encourage y'all to see that on the other side of forsaking your sin is grabbing onto all the blessings that God has in store for you. And it's not something you have to wait till you die in order to go to heaven. It's something you can create while you're here on earth. That's what I want to let you know right now, which means you don't have to suffer on earth right now. You can actually restore your kingship. You can actually gain the true power. Some people are looking for power in places where they have to trade their soul for the power, where they have to trade other. They literally have to really sacrifice for the power, which means they're like, yo, our true heritage is from African spirituality. So they they do voodoo to get power. Right. They have to do all of these rituals to get power. And they say, I'm not religious. I'm spiritual. Yet they have religious practices that they do. Right. They have to feed Oshun something by the tree. I don't have to feed nothing to God anymore because the blood of the lamb washed it off for me. Right. So actually, the only sacrifice I got to do is a living one. Can I get an amen? Right. So you have to become a living sacrifice, which means the days of the old covenant no longer matters. I don't have to sacrifice a lamb, nor a, nor a body, nor, any, nor anything to, to get redeemed by the blood of Jesus because he died for our sins already. But my life has to be a, a living sacrifice, which means I have to be a living sacrifice to gain the opportunities of life. And what that means is the opportunities of life is the wealth, the abundance, the joy, the peace. Uh, the ability to create here on earth, like literally, I can have everything that people lose their soul to gain. The word says, why shall a man try to gain the world but lose his soul? Here's the beauty of God's kingdom. When you give your soul to God, he gives you the world and he gives you the world inner and and he gives you the world after. And he gives you peace in this world and a peace that you'll forever be alive. Unconditional love. Everlasting life. It's like you don't sacrifice nothing. You just get everything. It's like you literally blessed and blessed and blessed again. But all you got to do to go up is to give up your sin. <laughs> so the hard part is creating in a way where you're strong enough to give up the sin. One of the major ways I, treat, I tend to remind myself is to now the things I used to do to sin three times a day, I'm replacing it with this thing I do so I can be in alignment with God three times a day. So now morning, noon, night, 
how can I study the word? How can I pray? How can I do these things in order to stay closer to God? How can I redeem and change my mind? How can I repent? Changing my mindset, right? A lot of us, what's happening is we believe and then we pacify our circumstances with words of encouragement, but we never change our mind. We never change our hearts and we never change our ways. So once we change our minds, our hearts, our ways, we're literally grabbing onto the opportunity and we're really not sacrificing. So our lives then now became a living sacrifice where we live as sacrificial lambs, a living sacrifice, which means that we don't do things not because those things are necessarily bad or good, but because we found out they're not good for us as kings and as queens. We realize that where we're growing to, these things no longer serve us. So we don't go into certain rooms because we're better than the people in the rooms. We don't go into certain rooms because we know what rooms we're meant to be into. So we actually seek to be in the rooms with royalty rather than in the rooms with disloyal people to God. So it's not saying that we're better than them. It's saying that, yo, we just want to be amongst the people who know who they really are. Now, does that mean that you forsake and never? No, actually, you got to be amongst them and you got to tell them, hey, do you know that you can be in the royal rooms? Do you know that there is true power in the kingdom? So it does not necessarily mean that you don't engage with every. No, absolutely not. That's completely. Actually, Jesus walked them out. Don't be like the par the Pharisees. Right. Who said who didn't actually look, Jesus actually was preaching amongst the sinners, the poor, everybody, the prostitutes. Like what I'm letting you know is you should be so you should know so much of who you are that when you walk around, other people want to know how you know this. Other people want to know where did you where did you get that power from? Because we all are sinners. So what does that mean? We're just sinners who recognize that we're kings. Who recognize that we have a citizenship to heaven. We're just sinners who stepped into the trueness of who we are. So that means you can't judge anybody lest you be judged. But it doesn't mean that you still go to the strip club. It just means that you meet the people who go to the strip club at the grocery store. And you treat them just as if they're in the kingdom because they're part of the kingdom just having restored their citizenship. So what I'm saying is some places you can't go anymore. Not because you're judging everybody in that place, but because it's just no longer your place. You just grown to understand of your kingdom, your royalty now. So that's what it means to be of the world, to be part of the world, but not of the world. You get what I'm saying? I hope you are hearing what I'm saying. I hope you're not trying to judge what I'm saying, but just hear what I'm saying. Okay. So what's the message here? When we sacrifice things, when we sacrifice food, when we sacrifice habits, when we sacrifice temperaments, when we let go of stuff against other people, we're actually not sacrificing as much as we have the opportunity to be at peace. We're letting go of the, we're letting go of the stuff holding the yokes in our head. Like sometimes you sacrificing, there's a culture of, I took your man. You're taking everybody else's man that's why you don't have your man, right? So once you let go of people's man, you're going to get your husband. 
Now, it's not a sacrifice, but it's an opportunity, right? So sometimes you're seeking for love, but you're looking for it in the wrong places. Once you let go of seeking for it in the bedroom, you're going to find it in your heart. So it's not really a sacrifice more than it's an opportunity. So what I'm letting you, the things that you let go may seem like a sacrifice, but in reality is an opportunity. It's an opportunity to get better. Literally, to get things that are better. You think you're letting go of things because you're, you're worse, you're bad, but you're letting things go because you know there's better. And if you know there's better, why not grab onto better? I hope you're hearing my mindset shift here. Like when we change our mindset, then we no longer say, oh, you know what? I can't deal with religion or Christianity because it's so judgmental. I can't do nothing. I can't have no fun. No, then you realize that, no, what, what, what God is trying to do is in, in the kingdom is he's trying to give you everything your heart desires. He's trying to give you the right thing. But you are not seeking the kingdom. You're seeking things of the flesh. And my message is when we sacrifice the flesh, we get the opportunity to be in the spirit. So we're spirit filled. So we get everything we, we thought we we let go of the things we thought we wanted by changing our thoughts and we get the things we needed. When we repent, change our mindset, we let go of the things that we thought we needed and we get the things that we need. And our thoughts, the counsel of the Holy Spirit keeps reminding us, even though our flesh is weak and we go back, but the Spirit keeps reminding us, keep moving forward. And my goal here is to tell you, keep moving forward. There are opportunities on the other side of your sacrifice. There are opportunities on the other side of you letting go of that environment of your ex-boyfriend, right? Because your future husband is on the other side of letting go of your ex-boyfriend. Let me tell you, let me tell you something. Your, 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 it's like sex is one of those things that have a yoke on a lot of people, right? And that's why I talk to it. That's why I talk about it a lot. Why? Because one of the major things we, we, we try to, what we really want is we want love. But we mistake feeling good as in love, right? So the stronghold of sexual immorality is running rampant. And we have actually um, a lot of artists promoting that. And if anybody speaks against it, they will try to stone you. Well, you can throw your rocks and throw them at me. By all means, I won't get hurt by them. But I wish not to try to judge you because I am flesh as I'm spirit. And I've clearly confessed of my sexual immorality. So therefore, your rocks can't hurt me because my skeleton is out of the closet, right? But what I'm trying to tell you is that you have a yoke on your spirit caused by your sexual lack of sexual discipline. And I'm letting you know when you're sexually disciplined, you're going to get what everything you want. So it's hard for you to love yourself when you allow everybody to play with you. When a compliment is all you need to drop your jaws. Now, God has complimented you a thousand times, but you have not let the veil off your spirit, yet you still harden your heart to follow his rules and his kingdom laws. Yet somebody says one thing about how pretty you are, 
And all of a sudden, you want to show them something else. All I'm trying to tell you is, once you know the beauty of your soul, you're going to actually have some values and standards that no compliment will let you drop your jaws that easily. Now, let's go towards the guys. The guys are even worse. Why? Because you, find, you glorify your sexual immorality as being a man. And it's actually a stronghold on you. Worse, because you feel good about hitting that. And you're like, because I'm a player, I'm a player. I always say players play themselves out of a family. You being a player, playing yourself out of your money. You being a player, playing yourself out of your own dream. A lot of men don't fail. They actually fail because they chase a lot of women. And they're actually going in places, spending their money, wasting their money, chasing women who don't care about them. Just like the women do the same thing. It's worse for the guys. Because your homies actually congratulate you when you hit that. I'm not going to lie to you. I've been the homie to do that. And sometimes I still do it. <laughs> I don't know why, but it's a guy thing. Oh, you did? Oh, yeah. I don't know why. I wish I can tell you. I wish I wanted to. I wish I could be perfect, y'all. But I'm just keeping it real. Keeping it 100. All right, we need more real people in the world. And all I'm trying to tell you is, though it seems attractive, it's actually taken away from the stuff you can be having. Look, there's more beautiful, there's more beauty, like there's nothing more beautiful, the word says, than having a woman who fears God. Like, I'm telling you, no more baby mama drama, right? None of that. When you're building your, 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 when you're building your family, when you have your children, when, when you're there, I'm telling you, that's a beautiful thing. I, don't, I haven't even had it yet. I don't even have that yet. I can tell it's a beautiful thing, right? I can see it. I, shoot, I've been on the other side of it, right? I've been on multiple sides of it. So what I'm telling you is there's more beauty in family than there is in chasing tail, chasing women. It's just, just, it's just it. So when you think you're sacrificing sex, you're actually having an opportunity of building a, a life with a beautiful family. That's way better. The culture is going to lie to you about what's attractive. And we need to create a culture of being attracted towards things that are more wholesome. Like a family. Where you stay together with your wife. And it's not baby mama culture. But it's husband and wife culture. When we come together and two becomes one. That's beautiful. So we want to talk about things like that. The culture, the music is not going to make it like that. It's going to talk about how many holes you got. Well, the holes are causing holes in your pocket. The holes is bringing a hole in your heart. It's about how whole you are. When you're whole, you're going to have everything. You could have it all. But you got to be willing to sacrifice what's blocking your blessing. And that's my message. And I am sticking to it. I wish my words were meant to judge you. But they're actually words to free you. These was a message of opportunity that may require some sacrifice. And I wish I can distance myself to say I'm perfect and you're not. But I'm so much like you that I feel what you're going through. That's why my message may have resonated with you. So I wish I can separate myself from you and say, oh my goodness, you do this. I've been doing that. I'm telling you, we in this together. And that's what my podcast is all about. And I'm actually excited to see where God takes me. 
I'm excited to see how much stronger I get this this year. I'm excited to see how much stronger I get this week. I'm excited to see how much more opportunities I grab onto in this next season of my life. As I'm excited for me, I am excited for you too because I know a lot of great things is going to come out of your sacrifices. And it's going to be hard. That's why I tell you, you got to stay steadfast, steadily fasting. You got to pray without ceasing. You got to stay in your word. And when we do these things, we're going to get the strength and fortification. Fortification. Fortification to stay away from the fornication. Fortification to build our temple so that even the rocks thrown at you will actually be used what you build, you used to build. Right? Let me tell you something. The dirt is actually soil. And once you realize the dirt is soil, you're going to grow out of all your dirt. Which means all of the things you felt ashamed about is going to be the thing that you grow out of. And you're going to grow into a tree that blossoms and that bears fruit. Because you were in a good soil of understanding what it all meant in the process of. And those who are planted in good soil, their roots will be rooted deep in something deeper than the flesh, but of the spirit. And the living water of Jesus is going to continue to bless your roots. And you shall prosper. And you shall give the glory back to God, knowing that it is because your roots was deeply in the well of Christ. That's why you're prospering. And you will let everyone know who did that. Because why? Because whatever the Lord has sowed will blossom. But you got to keep getting rid of the weeds, staying steadfast, and keeping yourself in good soil. And that's my message. And I'm sticking with it. May God give you the strength to overcome the desires of the flesh so you can be led by the Spirit. May God fortify your temple so that way you could be a living sacrifice to gain all the opportunities of life. May God soften your heart and change your mind so that way you can see truth and recognize it when it, when it appears. So that way you can actually be led more of the spirit, less by the body. It is so and it is done. In the name of Jesus, I speak this power into your life because the power is in you. Amen. All right. Peace be on to everybody. You'll have a wonderful rest of your day. And I hope that God continues to bless you and that you continue to get stronger in the kingdom of God. That's my message. And I'm sticking to it. Peace.